Welcome to Beyond the Show, the podcast home of all things Cannabis Conference. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of the Cannabis Group at GIE Media. And here we are with what I'm tempted to call a bonus episode, the first time we've released two episodes of Beyond the Show on the same day. Consider it a Labor Day weekend treat. If, after the episode, you're craving more Cannabis Conference material, check out CannabisBusinessTimes.com, where we've shared some photos and key takeaways from the event this year. And hey, if you were at the show, feel free to reach out. Your best bet is probably LinkedIn. You can follow Cannabis Business Times, or you can touch base directly with me, Eric Sandy. It would be awesome to talk about how your time at the show was and talk about some of the ways we may be able to improve it in the years to come. Because don't forget, we'll be back next August in Las Vegas. You can learn more at CannabisConference.com in the meantime. On the show today, we're pleased to present Naomi Granger, the founder of the National Association of Cannabis Accounting and Tax Professionals. Naomi is the only CPA to have been featured in the Wall Street Journal for her unique approach to helping accounting professionals expand their practice to support the legal cannabis industry. She's provided her support, consulting, and business development skills to over 600 accounting professionals across the U.S., Naomi entered the cannabis industry in 2017 and went from startup to exceeding $3 million in revenue in just over two years. At Cannabis Conference 2022, she led the session, Is Your Budget Leading Your Business to Profitability? Please enjoy my conversation with Naomi Granger. Hello, Naomi, and welcome to the show this week. Very glad to have a chance to connect with you live at the show. We're still doing some on-site interviews, and it's great to have a chance to talk in person rather than over Zoom or over the phone or what have you. Um, before we get into some of the topics that you'll be covering shortly at your session here at Cannabis Conference, just wanted to ask how the show's going so far for you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. This show has been amazing. I, I like the setting, the atmosphere. It's nice and intimate. I've been able to connect with the people that I've wanted to connect with. And the sessions have, I've learned so much from the sessions so far. Glad to hear it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to yours uh, in the near future here later this afternoon. We're talking on day two, of course, uh, of the three-day cannabis conference. Before we get into some of those uh, budgeting questions, things that you'll be talking about at your session, I wanted to maybe rewind the clock a bit and just... Uh, Talk about if you could talk about your background and, and how you got into cannabis uh, specifically. Yeah, awesome. So I've. I'm an accountant and I'm also a CPA, a certified public accountant, and I've been an accountant for the last 15 years. So I started in public accounting, I started working corporate, and then I started to decide, I decided that I wanted to have my own business, work remotely. Um, and so then I started a remote accounting practice. And this was back in 2017. I started learning a little bit more about cannabis and I always like to challenge myself. And so some of the clients that I had, they, it just wasn't challenging. It was just everyday repetitive work but then I learned about cannabis and I learned about all the verticals and I learned about all the regulation and I learned about all the state rules and requirements and things like that and I, I tiptoed into cannabis a little bit and it's just taken off from there yeah yeah I love it I mean it's um, it's really been amazing to watch the evolution of, of the industry and, and just how businesses operate here and certainly the backbone of a lot of these businesses is the budget um, and you'll be talking about that just proper budgeting uh, strategies and, and uh, profitability in the cannabis space. Um, I was hoping, this might sound super basic, but I was hoping you could actually maybe just define budget and pro forma and maybe talk about the distinction between those two things. Yeah, so the budget is just um, you creating what you expect to happen in the business. 
what do you expect your revenues to be? What do you expect your expenses to be for the year? And then the performer that goes out many years. And a lot of times you see a performer inside of a investor deck or a business plan or something like that. And you're going out many years, but you're kind of doing the same thing. You're just estimating or, or guessing what you anticipate your revenues and expenses and profitability to be for your business. And you're putting that out there to the world. Yeah. Um, of course, cannabis is a uniquely unpredictable industry and, and at times kind of messy to work in. What about the way that cannabis businesses operate makes it challenging to set up a budget in this industry as opposed to some other industry? Yeah, so you don't have that historical data when it comes to cannabis. And then you have very new markets and you have to understand where they are. So if they're new or if they're matured, they're going to perform differently. But a lot of times we only have about 19 adult use states that are, are in, in the United States. So less than half the country actually has a little bit of history. And so we don't have that data to know like three years, four years, five years of running data to see how the industry trends. Um, and a lot of times we're seeing cost um, price com um, compression in some of the markets as they mature. And it's hard to explain. We have different regulations in every single state. So you have some states that have limited, unlimited license. You have some states that have limited licenses. So the way that you have to budget for those are completely different. And then there's just a, a number of issues with interstate commerce. When you have, uh, you have to grow, completely grow and sell your product within that one state, a state like Nevada will have a different budget than a state like like Oregon where it grows literally like weeds. In Nevada, we're in the desert. We have to have grow facilities. We have to have um, we have to have indoor facilities. We have to monitor the humidity and the climate and all these different things. And it makes it a little bit harder to grow the plant, a little bit more expensive to grow the plant. And therefore, the budgets are going to be much different than it would be for a grow facility in like Oregon or Northern California. Yeah. So even for those businesses that have expanded across state lines or become multi-state <laughs> operators, that's a whole different uh, can of worms, basically, because now you're balancing not just different budgets for different subsets of your overall corporate structure, but they function totally differently. Yeah, absolutely. So even you have multi-state operators and they have locations across the country, however, every single one is a separate business. So it's not like you can use economies of scale and transfer product from one location to the next and you have to completely understand the rules and regulations of that state. You have to employ people in that state. You have to have your own vendors within that state. If you're a dispensary or if you're a cultivator, you have to have your own dispensary customers within that state. Everything is almost like starting over from scratch as you expand into different states. And it's not like, you know, you can't take advantage of what you learned um, from building your business in one state and just move that to the next state. You're starting completely over. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, of starting over, you know, of course, a lot of folks here at the uh, the conference are either hoping to get into the industry or maybe they're plotting out um, future license applications. I guess the question I'm thinking is, is how early is too early to have a budget? I mean, in, even in that license application phase, uh, what should the budget look like at that point before 
before you even have a license? Yeah, so I would say talk to vendors and talk to suppliers early on. I've seen people who are going through the application process two plus years. Um, there's just so many different pieces of the puzzle and so many different things, but I would bring in uh, a budget as soon as you can, but you should be talking to contractors. If you need to do a build out, you should be talking to architectures. You should be talking to the utility companies, the accountants, the attorneys, and understanding exactly how much all of that's going to cost. You can also get data points like from headset data or BDSA and figure out what your revenues potentially could look like in that industry um, or in that market. And then I would employ at, at minimum an attorney and an accountant very early on so that you can start uh, planning those phases of your business before you even get licensed. Yeah. Um, of course, here we are in the, the summer of 2022, and uh, there's all sorts of uh, macroeconomic trends we could talk about, whether that's uh, supply chain constraints or in inflation. Of course, here we're talking about the U.S. Um, how do those? How does that level of uncertainty affect a budget from year to year, or even within a year? Oh my gosh, it's devastating mm -hmm. because you see, like in some markets, especially the Las Vegas market or the Nevada market. Currently, we were selling a pound of of marijuana, or a pound of cannabis in January at twenty seven hundred dollars a pound. February twenty six hundred dollars a pound. March thirteen hundred dollars wow. a pound. So half. And if you've budgeted out the full year thinking, oh, $2,500 a pound is what I'm getting because that's what I've been getting for the last three years. And then you see a it, it drop in half, you're going to have, there's going to be a lot of, you're not going to know what to do. And, yeah. and that's the reason why you have to understand if you're in a new market or a mature market, because in a new market, a lot of, t everything's just flying off the shelves. Everything is pre-ordered. You don't have to market. You don't even have to think about it. If you grow it, it's going to sell. But then as the market matures as the novelty novelty dies down even as new states come on board because in Nevada where or specifically Las Vegas it's tourist town so our market is driven by tourism coming in but if it gets legalized in their state then not some they don't have to come to Nevada and then risk getting in trouble if, if they take it with them on the on the plane back home um, and so that's going to affect that's going to impact your market as it matures. Um, so yeah, you need to, the way that my presentation that I'll be doing is I'll do a budget showing for both cultivation and retail. Um, for retail, it's week by week. Uh, for cultivation, it just depends on your harvest cycle. Um, so some some people have it to where they have a new harvest every week, may, maybe every two weeks or maybe every couple of months, just depending on how your operations is structured. Um, but you would look at that look at your harvest and you would budget, okay, if I'm able to harvest 20 pounds at the end of this week, I estimate I can get X number per pound and this is my potential revenues. So as you actually harvest these products and sell these products, you should be updating the budget with your actuals. So you have your budget versus your actual side by side. And then if you're noticing, oh my gosh, my commodity price dropped by half, then you need to make some changes in your expenses and your operations and scale back a little bit and try to find other ways that you can recoup that money and then um, figure out a way that you can weather the storm. Yeah. Um, of course, at, at, at most businesses, there are, whether it's the accounting team or, or just the C-suites, is, is looking at the budget on a regular basis, as you're saying. I'm curious, um, you know, what level of transparency would you recommend internally? Meaning, um, is it helpful for folks 
maybe on the on the sales floor even to have a, a good clear understanding of the budget or or is that too many cooks in the kitchen almost well, I, it, there are levels that the salespeople need to know. So you mm -hmm. should have key performance indicators and so, like basket size. Um, and, and, you know, when you're when you sell the product, like <laughs> I forget what it's called, when you're at the counter, the mark, the last minute, hey, do you want some rolls or do you want yeah. some um, the impulse buys? Yeah, the yeah. impulse buys. You should there's minimal things that you should um, the salespeople should know, especially the store manager. They should know, hey, we should be getting X number of sales per hour. We should our average basket size should be X number of dollars, and we need to be having these mark these sales to where we're getting that basket size there. Mm -hmm. um, and then you should incentivize your sales floor people so that they can under they can know what to do. They need to have product knowledge. They need to understand buyer behavior and understand and also give us give you as the business owner feedback on inventory what's selling and what's not what's sitting there what are the customers actually saying about the product so there is a level um, they shouldn't know every single thing that's going on in the budget but there is a level that is should be supplied to store managers and, and as well as the bud tenders yeah it makes sense kind of a holistic view of everything um, what is um, what's a common mistake that you see that that businesses are getting wrong about either assembling a budget or interpreting it? Just not really understanding it fully. Mm -hmm. So a lot of business owners look at maybe one number and don't look at it holistically. So they may look at, oh my gosh, we're making $200,000 per month and you know, that's a little bit more than what we're making. And they're just looking at that number and they're not looking at, oh, but we may have paid a little bit more. Our gross margins may be smaller because we paid um, more for this product than we did for the other. And so they're not looking at inventory turns. They're not looking at, you know, the customer buying behavior, they're not looking at all the different pieces of the puzzle. Um, and then also as as well as payroll, I'll be discussing how to budget for your payroll. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people might just look at that one number, hey, I'm paying this person $14 per hour and maybe calculate, hey, that's X number per month and I can afford it, but they don't factor in, you have employer taxes. You have, um, you may have benefits that you're providing, and then if you have, if you're having a lot of turnover, there's a lot of other things that's affecting your profitability because that butt tender that everybody loved is no longer there, and that butt tender that understood everything about what was going on with the products and the inventory is no longer there, and we're starting over again. Okay, so just not understanding how all the pieces operationally fit in with how how that's going to impact the budget, and a lot of times I have business owners coming to me. As as the accountant so as the accountant we just see the numbers after the fact it's already happened and we're telling you what happened based on what the numbers look like and they come to, to me saying hey what why did this happen how come you aren't making it more profitable when there's things that you have to what did you buy do, do your customers even want the inventory that you purchased in the store and how long has it been sitting on the shelves and all those different things so there's just yeah. a, a you have to take a more holistic approach in order to understand what's going on with your business yeah um, well, of course, you're uh, about to speak here uh, shortly after we talk. Um, what are you hoping attendees take away from your session and, and bring back as, as maybe action items to their business? Yeah, so I'm actually providing templates. So I'm, every attendee who's interested can download the budget templates, and they can take the, the templates and use that as they're budgeting for their business. Now, the template is just a starting starting point. Um, I would encourage them to also seek out a an accountant and a tax professional who also 
understands their market, their specific situation, so that they can adjust that template to, to fit their specific situation. Um, but just to help them understand that there's more to it than just, hey, the accountants got it, and I'm just going to, um, you know, hide my my face in the sand and let the accountant take take care of it and everything should be good because, you know, I've hired an accountant. The business owner needs to also understand what's going on and needs to be able to kind of monitor what that accountant is doing and what needs to happen operationally to meet their needs. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, well, thanks so much for the time, Naomi. It was great talking to you and uh, looking forward to your session here. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> And that's a wrap on another episode of Beyond the Show. That was our 44th episode. Can you believe it? Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Naomi Granger. I know I did. It was great getting a chance to talk with her at the show. You know, like I said at the the previous episode and at the top of this one, just super fun to kind of bounce around Cannabis Conference for three days. I had a bunch of stuff to do. I was up there on stage a few times, running some interviews, moderating some panels, bringing the microphone to people out in the Q&A sessions. But... You know, one thing that I really loved was just sort of rolling around the show and running into people. Um, you know, it was just a chance coincidence that brings about so many terrific conversations, and it was fun meeting Naomi out there as well. So, hope you enjoyed that conversation. We've got one more live from Cannabis Conference interview coming out next week, so stay tuned for that. And then slowly but surely, or I should say quickly but surely, as we get into the fall here, we're going to start talking about Cannabis Conference 2023. So very excited to sort of continue this year-round cycle. We'll take a bit of a, a bit of a breath here in between annual cycles, but very soon here we're going to start planning next year's show. That's next August in Las Vegas. You can learn more at CannabisConference.com. There's tons of information to come, of course. We're at the starting line here for this one, our seventh annual event. But one way or another, we'll have all the information that you need to make your decision to get out to Las Vegas and not miss out next year for Cannabis Conference. Until then, we're going to go beyond the show every week here on the airwaves. <laughs>